What's up, beautiful people? This is Fearfully Fit Podcast, and my goal for you is to develop a healthy mind, body, and spirit. I'm going to be sharing with you an in-depth look into how I lost over 100 pounds and had a total life transformation. I want you to be fit in all aspects of your life because you are fearfully and wonderfully made. What's up, beautiful people, and welcome to another episode of Fearfully Fit podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. And today for our guests, we have the beautiful Mrs. Jessica Lindsay. Are Hi, guys. Thank you for joining us. We're going to have a really good conversation today about some entrepreneurial and creativity things. So my new thing has been starting off with a health tip uh, to start off all the episodes. And this one was actually inspired by a post that you did and then also it was a book in a book that I'm reading and it was about the power of your why. And that really definitely helps with weight loss when you find a very powerful why. Just saying that you, I mean, for some people, it can be a powerful driving force to have a certain um, look of your body. Um, but you have to, I think that it's more powerful when you dig a little bit deeper than that. And you just think about the lasting effects of health and what fitness and eating healthy will do for your body, um, how you'll be able to be energized for your kids, um, and less just about the physical and just more about how you feel. And definitely my driving force of why was when I was pre-diabetic and I was just like, oh my gosh, I am way too young to be dealing with that just because I'm fat, overweight. Like that was crazy Like that I was literally doing it to myself. And so um, that was my driving force of, that was my why. And um, it definitely kickstarted me in my weight loss, making it that much, um, making the process just me going that much more harder. I stumbled over my words, but you guys know what I mean. So then now we're gonna do a little icebreaker just to get us comfortable with talking. So would you rather be gossiped about or never talked about at all. And I thought this was a good one because of the conversation that we're gonna have today about blogging and then, which is also a desire to make some type of an impact. So would you rather never be talked about or be gossiped about? I'm gonna definitely, I think this is like, this is an easy, it's an easy answer, um, but it also comes with, a lot of weight. So what I'm going to say, I'm going to have to go with, I would definitely rather be gossiped about. Um, and the reason for that is, I mean, you pretty much said it. The other option is to not be talked about. Um, and if you're gossiped about, usually that's because people want to be doing what you're doing. Right. So it's like, I'd rather be in that situation than to not be cared about at all. Definitely true. I think the me before, like some years ago, I would have said not be talked about at all. Um, but because of where my career path is going, um, I just, to not make any type of impact where no one is is talking about me at all, I think would um, I think would hurt a lot more than being gossiped about if no one was saying anything. So I would choose that too. If you gossiped about, thank you for that. All right, you guys, we're going to get right into it. I'm going to let Jessica introduce herself and to tell us what, uh, where you live, 
um, what do you do? And how did you get into blogging? Okay, so I currently live in New York. I'm in Long Island. Um, I currently work, well, I'm working from home, um, but I work for NYU Law and I am a financial aid counselor. So what I do is provide loan repayment assistance to public interest law graduates, and my program helps with repaying student loans. So I've been doing that for about five and a half years now. Oh my, um, it's been five and a half years? It's been five and a half years. Oh my yes. Uh, so I've been doing that for about five and a half years now. And you asked what got me into blogging? Yes. Well, actually, you start off, when did you... When did you begin blogging? When did I begin blogging? So I officially started blogging as of this May, um, but I've been sort of insta-blogging for about two and a half years now. Okay. I really wanted to talk about this because during this pandemic, everyone, um, I'm just constantly seeing posts about um, making sure that you're being productive during this time, um, people having just really dispersing their their creativity in any way possible. And um, I think this is an awesome thing. This is the perfect time to really get in there and show the world what you've been holding in. Yes, definitely a perfect time. It's like so much time on my hands, even though I am working from home, it's definitely allowed me with a lot more time to, um, like you said, be creative and, you know, I'm at home. So like I have a lot more resources at my disposal rather than um, commuting back and forth to work. So this has sort of been a blessing for me as far as business is concerned. What was your why with when you started to blog? So I started about two and a half years ago and I started by sharing my journey as a Poshmark reseller. Um, if you guys are not familiar with Poshmark, Poshmark is um, like the, the modern day eBay. Um, so it's a, it's a website that you sell clothes and, um, jewelry and things like that. And so I started off by selling on Poshmark. And at the time I used Instagram as a way for me to share my tips and tricks with other resellers and talk about the tools that I used in my business and to showcase what I was actually selling on my website. Um, but what I noticed was that in the Poshmark community, there were not a lot of women of color, people of color, which is just really not a surprise. Um, but there was a lack and there was something that I was looking for that I didn't see. Um, and there were so many girls that were gaining success with their businesses, um, but none of them looked like me. And so I decided that I was going to step in and create a name for myself and be the face of the reselling community that women of color could relate to. Awesome. In every book that I read, um, every business profile that I follow, it's always, when you're talking about starting a business, you have to search out um, a need, a lack, and, and how you are going to fill it. And that's a great way to start um, a successful business. So you already have that. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely, that was definitely my initial why. 
Um, and you know, if anyone, anyone who knows me knows that I don't stay in one lane. <laughs> um, so I like to have my hands in a lot of different areas. So like about a year after I started doing that, I wanted to talk about more than just Poshmark. Um, because not everybody that, you know, like my family and friends, like a lot of them didn't even know what Poshmark was. And I didn't want to just limit my content to just talking about Poshmark. So I wanted to strategize and figure out um, how I could go about sharing the most um, areas that I could provide the most value um, and figure out who exactly I wanted to speak to. And your demographic. So are you, are, would you say that you are your demographic? Yes. Yes. I never, I never looked at it that way, but absolutely. Like who I speak to right now, my audience is the millennial woman. Um, specifically more women of color um you know ages about 25 to mid 30s so yeah who's just pretty much trying to live their best life that's exactly that's exactly who i speak to when i um when in one of my classes my professor had had said that the reason why for me that my pot, one of the reasons why my podcast was going to be um, a powerful thing for me to do because I'm, I'm my demographic for my podcast. So she said, you know, you know who to speak, you know what, what you want to hear. So it's, it's going to be easier for you to reach those people because you are those people. Exactly. Exactly. Like I'm not trying to speak to the person that I don't know. You know, it's exactly what, you know, the things that I put out now are the exact same things that I look to on Instagram or wherever, you know, it's the same type of, um, you know, the same types of blog posts that I, that I read. It's, it's what I want to know, but it's just through my lens. Nice. So tell us about your, you just launched your website very recently it's beautiful you guys so tell us about your website the name of your website what made you want to do that name so i revamped i told you guys that i started off by talking about poshmark but i revamped my poshmark blog um or instagram page at the time to a lifestyle blog that incorporated all things jessica so i had every i have every intention on monetizing it and um increasing my sales on Poshmark, but then also moving on to brand partnerships and, and things like that. So I officially launched the blog on May 1st. Um, and when I was thinking about branding, I wanted to do a personal brand. So I wanted to have my website be my journey and my story. And I still sell on Poshmark um, and all my products are accessible through my website as well. But I wanted this to be a, an avenue that I had for people to come and really just see my journey as I'm learning things um, to be able to share valuable content to my audience. Do you plan on like all of your valuable content? Do you do you prefer to obviously you don't know what the future holds exactly, but do you prefer to keep it surface level type of things? Or do you see yourself becoming more transparent and like in depth in your personal life? Yeah, so I definitely 
want to be more transparent. Um, I do think that, you know, a couple years ago, we were seeing sort of the perfect life, hashtag, hashtag goals. That's all we saw on Instagram. It was like the perfect body, perfect career, perfect relationship. Like it was so easy to play the comparison game, which is so unhealthy. Um, but I think now we're seeing more real content because that's what people want to see. Um, right. People are looking for, you know, real. They want to see someone that they can relate to. They want to see someone who has, um, you know, made the same mistakes that they've made and have been able to learn from it. So I just find so much beauty in, um, you know, like another woman not having to go through the same things that I've gone through or helping someone else find comfort in the things that I've gone through. So I definitely feel like I want to be as authentic as possible and not put on a facade for people. So that, that, that's definitely my goal is to be transparent. I definitely noticed a transition in your, um, in your Instagram posts, your captions are, uh, deeper. Yes. <laughs> than they that's used to be. I'm like, okay, <laughs> really getting into it. It's super inspiring. Yeah. Because you know what? It's like people don't, you know, unless you're big shot celebrity, the whole emoji on your caption, like that is not cutting it anymore. Like people are looking for value and in order to keep people and engage people, you have to provide them with, with content. You have to provide them with some type of value and that value could be, you know, inspiration, motivation, like encouragement. Um, but it has to be something that's going to actually captivate in order to keep them engaged. I was, I used to always try to get my captions as short as possible because I thought I'm like, no one wants to read, um, no one wants to read a novel. But then as I started to get more serious with building my brand and my following, everything that I was reading kept saying, um, there was actually all the exercise kept saying, try to do 50 to a hundred words. Um, people are coming to your people are looking for something and you have to be able to provide them with that and little captions is not doing nothing it's easy to scroll by small captions absolutely yeah absolutely so one of your posts um it was really deep it was really good and it definitely hit me when you were talking about um it being too late and Mm -hmm. And you just kind of pushing past that moment. And I think um, I, f- I feel like a lot of people get into that headspace like it's just my time has passed or you get comfortable in your job and you're just like, yeah, I can't. There's no point of me, you know, taking that other avenue. So how did you push past those thoughts of that this is too late, that my time has passed? So, so I've always had this entrepreneurial heart and mind. Um, but I'm also very calculated and I find comfort in like having my education, having a secure, secure job. And for a long time, it was so hard for me to see outside of that. Like I couldn't see a world that was not organized and that did not fit into a box like that. And my husband is actually the complete opposite um, you know, with the exception of like one or two jobs that he have may have held like after college for like two weeks, 
he's never worked a nine to five. And so he's always been an entrepreneur and literally like his drive and his passion is so contagious. Um, and I would watch him, you know, we've dated, we dated for a long time and over the years I would watch him and there was just this desire that I had to run my own business and to work for myself. But it was so hard for me to be able to take that risk. So fast forward to like 2017, I would say 2018, I started running my Parshmark business and I did it part-time, but I was still working full-time. I was going to school. And at that time I was planning a wedding, um, which is like a whole Mm -hmm. full-time job in itself. But I found that I was able to do the things that I wanted to do um, while still having the security of my full-time job. And even though it took a lot, a lot of work, it was, it could be done. And so, you know, I'm like, okay, well I'm doing it. So like, what's the problem now? But at the time, at that time, I felt like everybody was doing the same thing. It was like bloggers, Instagrammers, influencer like there, it was so hard to find my place and I didn't want to seem like I was just doing things because everybody else was doing them so it was hard for me to actually find my place but you know there's something about purpose and passion yes. and when it is when you have a dream inside of you putting it off doesn't take that passion away you know so don't get me wrong it's like I love my job but it wasn't enough I love being in school, but it wasn't enough. And so in order to get out of that space, um, you know, I had to have a conversation with myself and be like, Jessica, like, you're going to do this. Like, you're going to do this. And I mean, if you don't do it, like, it doesn't matter who's already in the game. Like, you're just going to do it. And you just have to tell yourself, like, you are going to do it. And I think the biggest hindrance is yourself. You know, the biggest hindrance is yourself. So you know, for me, I'm the type of person, like if I'm going to do something, it's like I have to do it the right way. So, and that's also a struggle of mine too. I struggle with perfection. Um, but when I want to do something, I do a lot of research. So I started researching and, um, you know, I have a level of a standard of quality and I want to make sure that I'm putting out content, content that is quality. Um, and so I just started watching YouTube videos. I started listening tons of podcasts and that there was nothing that I didn't get my hands on that I felt like was going to bring me to that next level. Nice. You are literally reiterating um, everything that I've been reading from <laughs> the past three books that I've read, the brand books and the growth books. You're literally like, oh, you got to send those to me. Yes, girl. There's, I'm going to drop, I'm going to tell you guys a couple after we're done talking, but, um, you had kind of led into my next question about what tactics are you using to, um, build up your following? I know that that's something that, um, kind of discourages a lot of people. It was funny. Someone, someone sent me a meme today and was like, when Kylie Jenner, <laughs> on Instagram she gets three million for every post every time I post I lose 30 followers <laughs> so funny but how have you been consistently building your following like are you using specific tactics or is it just like I'm trying to get a, a nice picture and hopefully you know so we definitely touched on it a little bit before and I think that's sort of the first place that I started was like taking my captions from like 
heart <laughs> to like actually talking about something and providing value. So we talked about that a little bit before, but my captions are many blog posts. So um, before I actually started a blog, I was, you know, you don't want to make things too long where now like you're starting to lose people, but you want to provide people with enough um, value within the few um, lines that you have to where they're engaged. Um, so that's definitely the first place that I started as far as like um, building up my following. Um, hashtags. So hashtags are super, super important. Um, all the hashtags that I use are relevant to what I'm posting. I think the problem that a lot of people face is that they're using the same hashtags over and over. And then they're using these large hashtags like hashtag lifestyle, hashtag blogger. And it's like, girl, no one is seeing your posts right. in hashtag blogger or hashtag lifestyle or hashtag healthy life. Like no one is seeing your posts because it's like these hashtags are like millions and millions and millions large. So it's, I use a mixture of, um, you know, some of the bigger ones, some mid-sized ones, but definitely a lot of the smaller ones um, because I find that I'm getting a lot of people that are coming from those places. Um, another thing that I wanted to point out as far as like growing a following is that you don't want to, I mean, you want to bait people, but you want to do it in the right way. Right. So if you have a post on healthy eating, um, you know, we don't want to be doing hashtag outfit of the day. Right. Because it's like, you're going to now get people that come to your page that are just going to leave. Right. Because they're not there for, healthy eating, they're there for alpha of the day. So I think that it's just important that when you're using hashtags, that you're using them in the right way. So that's definitely something that has definitely increased my following. And then this is like super important. So outside of my Instagram stories, like I don't post in real time. So <laughs> I know that we talked about being authentic, um, and I am authentic, but I'm also strategic, right? So I don't post in real, real time and all my content is planned in advance because planning in advance allows you quality, right? And quality takes time. So if you think about that paper that you wrote in school the night before the paper was due, like how much better would it be if you worked on it when you got the assignment? It's the same exact thing. So it's like those long drawn out captions do not happen on the fly. Like, it's just not possible. Um, but when you're providing quality to people, people respond. And, you know, I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I know all the things about, like, the algorithms and how they work. But one thing I do know is that when you keep people engaged, um, it works in your favor. And so I noticed that as I started to put these um, – captions out that were more drawn out and that provided value people were responding and it's like now it's like I have posts from like weeks ago that people are still responding on because they're finding me through hashtags they're finding me through other people um but the you know the Instagram algorithm gods are like rewarding me for that um so that's definitely a way and then I think you've talked about this over and over again but consistency girl be consistent. Be consistent because people are just not consistent. There are so many people out here trying to be this and trying to be that, 
but they don't last long, right? And so it's so important to be consistent and it doesn't matter which platform you're on, whether it's Instagram, it's Twitter, YouTube, whatever. Um, if you, if I just think of like some of the Instagrammers or YouTubers that I follow, I follow them because I know that they post on a consistent basis. So I know that like every Monday and Wednesday, I'm going to see something from this person. Um, you know, if you're posting three times a week, then do that, you know, depending on what platform you're on, but don't do that. And then go ghost for like two months because then you're going to lose your credibility. So it's just so important. I think that consistency is probably one of the top reasons why my following has continued to grow. And it's not like, I'm not no big time Instagram blogger, but it is growing and it is growing at a rate that my goal by the end of this year will be to hit 10,000. Nice. You just dropped so many good gems. <laughs> Consistency, 100%. I'm saying that is literally like the key to life. Consistency in every single area. I was really, um, I am very consistent, like with my health and my fitness. Um, my podcast is something like it's, it's, I know that guy lady in my spirit. It's a, it's a dream of mine. I have, I know that I want to take it someplace, but I have been very inconsistent with it. So for the past, I set myself a goal and I'm like, for the next three months, every single week, I am putting out a podcast episode. I don't care. And that along with momentum too, like consistency, it breeds momentum and you have to ride that wave like in anything you're doing. Um, once you get on that momentum, you can really like shoot off, but people... They never even get there because they don't start with the consistency. Exactly. And, and, you know, I talked about this in one of my posts and I think a lot of times, you know, and I'm not shaming anyone for who, who hasn't been consistent because I haven't always been consistent, but I think that a lot of times it's the fear of, okay, it's not perfect, but it's like done is better than perfect. I've heard this so many times, but done is better than perfect. And don't get me wrong. Like we don't want to be out there putting out, crap for people like that's not what we want to do um but when you hold yourself to a certain standard you already are at a certain level where even that something that's not your best just put it out just put it out and just doing as simple as that will help you like you said keep you on a momentum to keep going you know okay that pose didn't do so well so what let's go next one you know, and just keep going, keep going. And I've had to hold myself accountable. Like I start, I, if you notice, I start putting my to-do lists in my stories every day. And that is, I mean, it's a way for me to one, be consistent because it's something that I know I'm going to do every day. So that's a story that goes up every single day. But then it's also to hold myself accountable because if I say to the world that I'm going to do something, I look crazy if I don't do it. So holding yourself accountable is definitely a way to help you be consistent. Yes. It's funny. You're, um, even though we're talking about social media, you, uh, you, you preaching. <laughs> Do you plan on, cause you said that your goal by the end of the year was to hit 10,000. Mm -hmm. Just along with that though, do you, do you plan on making this your making blogging your career? Because you have a good career now and you've been doing both. Mm -hmm. Do you think that it's just more so of because we're in quarantine, 
you're having more time to do the blogging and at a high quality, so it's working out. But do you think that's going to translate? Like, if we, you know, go back to the real world, are you going to still be? Are you going to still be doing both, or do you plan on phasing out your your nine to five? So right now, I don't have a plan to leave my job, um, just because the way that my life and my needs are set up and my husband is set up. I do not plan to leave my job right now, but I definitely would love to do so in the future. It's always been a desire of mine um, to be a stay-at-home mom. Um, and, you know, I'm not having kids right now, but <laughs> or I don't have any kids right now, but I definitely would want to do so in the future. But I would need to be making, a, you know, more money than I'm making right now for my full-time job, and I'm not there yet. But it definitely is a work in progress, so it's, it's definitely a goal. Nice. Mm-hmm. Have, through this journey of you building your blogging and your brand, do you have a mentor or someone that you've been, um, even if you're paying paying for their for their mentorship, or just someone that you've kind of just been looking towards um, for guidance? And do you think? Because I feel like in the digital era, like a lot of people just you know you go on YouTube and you figure out how to do everything. But do you hold an importance to mentorship even in this arena? So I think this is so so important because we do we all want to we all say that we want to be unique. And, and, and individual, <laughs> but the reality is, is that we don't need to recreate the wheel, right? So I don't have any personal mentors. Um, it's definitely something that I'm looking for, but I do invest um, and I've, I invest in classes. So yes, I, li- I listen to free podcasts and free YouTube videos, um, but just like I pay for classes to set me apart in school, I invest in classes and resources to bring my business and my influencing career to the next level. So I definitely think that um, it sets you apart, you know, because just like you said, like there's tons of resources out there and I'm not saying that it's um, a bad thing for you to do those things, but investing in classes will definitely set you apart. One thing, like as far as mentorship and, um, hey Joe. One thing as far as like mentorship and um, just having you be set apart, I've been, so I'm a very avid reader. I'm like obsessed with reading, but God has been dealing with me with making my reading more intentional. So I've been reading more, um, more books about branding and marketing and um, books about growth. And so those have in a sense been my mentors as well because I'm looking towards people, um, you know, that are at where I want to be mm-hmm. and thing, um, you know, can provide me with the tools I need to, to get there. So that's been that's great because everybody is not going to do that. And you have to think about like reading a book takes a lot more effort than watching a YouTube video. So most people are going to just watch a YouTube video. So you just have to think about, you always think about it in the way of what can you do to set yourself far above the rest nice if you I I thought it was great one of the reasons why I thought it was great to talk to you because I feel like once a person um I mean there's always room for growth but when you kind of already when you're up there like with the big dogs I feel like your the message sometimes get diluted like it's a little less authentic most times like people are selling something like you have to 
pay for, you know, their tactics and they're a lot of times wording it in a way, you know, that's going to be what's the most profitable or appealing. So I thought this middle stage of the person who's building, this is like, this is the juicy stage because this is the grinding stage. And I'm like, she's going to be super authentic and honest. And so what would be, so even though, like you said, that you're not the claiming to know everything, but you have been utilizing tools, they have been working for you and your brand is growing and you're continuing to build it. So if you could give three pieces of advice to, you already dropped a whole bunch of gems and it's fine if you want to reiterate some things that you said, but if you could drop just three pieces of advice for someone who is trying to build their brand, what would you tell them? Okay, so I'm going to start, since we just talked about this, I'm going to start off with invest in yourself, okay? So that could be in the form of, um, like we talked about, classes or, um, you know, hiring someone to sort of give you that one-on-one advice or that one-on-one coaching if you need. Definitely invest in yourself. Um, The second thing that I would say, well, to go back to that, Invest in your equipment, right? And that doesn't mean buying a fancy camera. It doesn't mean like that you have to have all this like fancy lighting equipment, um, but invest in your education, right? Invest in your education and invest in your equipment. So if that's using your iPhone, like I take a lot of, of my photos on my iPhone, um, but I have to invest in the knowledge to know how to do certain things, right? So when you're talking about lighting, um, when you're talking about the times of day, um, invest in those types of things because it definitely makes a difference. So I would say that's the first thing. Um, What other pieces of advice? Uh, Be consistent. We talked about this already, but I can't stress be consistent enough. Um, When you're consistent, it brings results, right? So Um, you know, it doesn't have to be perfect, strive for your best, but be consistent. If that means writing out, making a content calendar, um, so that, you know, every, you know, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, you're putting this out, make a contact calendar, do something that's going to allow you to be consistent. And then the last thing I would say is find out what your niche is. We all, we, we say this all the time, but, um, or you hear this all the time, but find out who exactly your audience is, right? Because you can't please everybody. And if you're trying to talk to everybody, you're going to be talking to no one. So find out who exactly your audience is and find out what it is that they want to hear because they will then bring their friends who will bring their friends and that's going to grow your following. Yes. Thank you so much. I hope you guys were taking notes. (laughs) That was really some good gems. Even though this was short and sweet, it was really powerful and um, motivating to someone who's um, feeling discouraged or just don't know really where to start. Because I feel like there's so much information out there. It's just like, who do I even listen to? Mm -hmm. And you be be careful, be careful, because there's a lot of you don't want to give your money to anybody. Right. So be careful and um, also like watch their consistency. Right. So if you're if someone is offering to, you know, charge you X amount of dollars, but you don't see anything from them, you know, you see it here, then you see it another two months. Girl, don't spend your money on that. Watch and um, make sure that they're being consistent as well. Yes. Thank you so much, Jess, for joining us. 
Thank you for having me. I love this. This was fun. It was. It was such Make a sure good you time. guys all come follow me too on my page. Yeah, shout out. What's your Instagram? So you can follow me on Instagram at it's Jessica Lindsay. Um, and that's Lindsay L-I-N-D-S-A-Y. So Instagram, it's Jessica Lindsay. And then my website is the same thing. It's jessicalindsay.com. Nice. Next time Jessica come back on here, she's going to be big shot. <laughs> Wait for her to come on here. <laughs> so much for joining us today. I definitely learned some good stuff. When you were talking about the hashtags, I was like, dang, she's talking to me. <laughs> Don't switch it up. But um, thank you so much. I enjoyed you. Thank you, Summer. Thank you. And thank you guys for tuning in. Until next time. Bye, guys. Bye.